On today's Q&A episode, if you're going to give your client full ownership of your creative work, how much should that cost, and how exactly do you even go about doing that? That's the question Nicole hits us with, and it opens up another discussion on who should own your work in the first place. It's all in this episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. You're listening to a Q&A episode where listeners like you from around the world write in to ask us questions about freelancing or building an agency. We've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. Just submit your question at freelance2founder.com slash ask and we'll do our best to answer it. And we'll be right back with today's question right after this. We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to a special Q&A episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co. And of course, joining me on the air today for this Q&A episode is Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, man. What kind of question do we have today? Oh, we have a question here from Nicole. She says, hypothetical, you're designing a logo or branding for a business and they want to purchase the rights to it. How much do you charge for that? And how is it written into a contract? So while this is very specific to logos and branding, I think this could maybe be helpful for, you know, creatives of all kinds. Um, because as as the creative, as the person who creates it, unless you're under a work for hire agreement, you own the thing that you made, whether it's a website or an article or a logo or whatever. Um, and if your client wants to purchase the rights to it, you know, how do you work that out? So I'm curious, I know you do, so you do a ton of web stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And you have mentioned in previous episodes that um, at least in the past, like you would charge this monthly monthly fee for web clients, uh, but they wouldn't actually own the website until, I don't remember, like 12 or 24 months or something like that, right? Yeah, 24 months. Yep. Yeah. So did you ever have someone say to you, like, I, I want to just purchase it and be done? Uh, oh, I yeah. I want to pay the monthly. And, and what did you do in that case? Uh, it's the same price. <laughs> so they just buy out what they would have yeah. paid over the next 24 months or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they just yeah. pay it all up front. I don't, I don't discount that. So yeah. maybe this comes down to like a a pricing question. 
because she's going, uh. okay, I've, I've designed this thing for their business. How much do I charge for this logo and branding that I've done for them? I mean, I, I have my opinions on this. Um, and they're just, they're opinions, right? Some, someone else might have a different one. You might have a different opinion. I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand in the, in the graphic design world, branding world. I do, I generally do not understand a graphic designer being hired to design a logo and they own it. I don't understand that. Hmm. I, I personally think that that should just be built into the contract, like by default that the, the client owns it. But why that and not the website? Why is the website uh, well, different? So because in, in graphic design, it's all paid up front, generally speaking. I see. The only reason I didn't do that on the website is because it wasn't all paid up front. If I if see. a web if a web client decides, hey, I'm going to pay you all up front, sure, okay, they own it outright, right from the get go. But the the way I structured my websites is that there's no there's no um, financial obligation. It's just month to month. Like they can quit after two months. Yeah. But. I need some sort of protection to where, you know, if somebody were to quit on me after two months, I lost so much money from that Mm -hmm. because all the, all the work's done up front, right? Most of it. And so if somebody quits early, then I need to be able to like, at least try to salvage that design that I can use on a different project Mm. Um, at the bare minimum, at least not let them have it for the, the price of two months worth. Yeah. So that's the only reason for me, like in the graphic design world, like I would never, me personally, I would never, um, f- you know, basically finance a project over 12 or 24 months. I would just, I would require it all up front. And so hmm. in that case, I, I would just build in the ownership of it. That's really interesting because, you know, I'm think I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like a graphic designer who's been listening to our show, right? And we were just saying like, oh, recurring revenue, you know, build out a plan, have them pay over 12 months. And now we're saying, nope, get it all up front. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, the, here's the difference though. The difference is, is that with, with a graphic designer and you deliver those assets, those assets are in the hands of the client. Whether or not you get paid on it in the future, right? So if you decide to find the difference it, is you're maintaining control of a website, for example. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So the, the the assumption here is that I am hosting the site. Right. And there's no and there's no amount of control that you retain aside from being able to take legal action because you technically own the copyright on your design. If you're a graphic designer, you hand over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why some graphic designers will hand over like PDFs, but they won't hand over like the Illustrator file or something, right? Which I, I'm not saying is a good idea, uh, but I have heard. Yeah, of like I mean, you could still work off a PDF, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you totally could. Like a client who who has some savviness uh-huh. with Illustrator, they they can pull that off. A of client PDF. with thirty bucks to spend on Fiverr to have someone uh, turn sure. a PDF into a vector would have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so I guess like. Okay, so let's get back to Nicole's question. So she says, you're designing a logo or branding for a business. They want to purchase the rights to it. 
Yeah, I just think if, you know, if I think clients are going to have the same reaction you did, which is like, wait, I don't own this. I, I wouldn't even, I'm not sure I'd even put it as a line item. I would just like, just charge what you're going to charge. Charge yep. a little more. It's not, don't like upsell. Because you're right, no client is going to want you to design them a logo. And then... Um, and then they own the rights owned. to it? Like, yeah, it's no. their brand. It's their company. Why would somebody own... Somebody yeah. else own the logo? Like, And they do it, legally. Like, unless you do... Unless you're under a work-for-hire agreement, you do technically own it. Same with... Um, if you write an article for, you know, entrepreneur.com, unless you sign an agreement with them, you own that article still, even though they publish mm-hmm. it on their website. It's super weird. Mm. Um, yeah, just charge a little, like up your price more. a little more across the, across the, your entire menu and just include it in the language yeah. that they, that the client owns it. I wouldn't even have an option of the other option. I think so too. It's just icky. I don't know, in my opinion. Yeah, because what are you going to do? Go back to them every time they want to use it? Hey, just a reminder, you're going to owe me 20 bucks for the usage of this one. And Yeah, like... No, you don't no. want to be in that kind of business. Yeah, just don't... like. Th- I think that's what like I see people doing licensing. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah you can license my work. Like, no, just like, charge a little more. Let them own it. Be done with it. Yeah. I could see you licensing work that's that's your own if they want to use it in something that's theirs. But like, when you've done this for them... I just what good is a logo sitting in your archive? Well, well, what I would do, what I would do as a graphic designer is I would, I would include language in there that says the client owns it, and in addition to that, you as the graphic designer has, you have the license to be able to use this for marketing purposes. Yeah, for sure, that is a good point. That's what I would. You can include it in your portfolio and yeah, wherever you need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're actually flipping it instead of like you own it and they can license it. Yep. They own it, but you reserve the right to to use yep. it in certain scenarios. For sure. Yeah, Nicole. Hopefully that's helpful. Um, as far as knowing how much to charge, that is a very complicated question. You know, uh, that is up to you and your market and what value you feel like you provide. I would say like a logo to a business is very very valuable, right? If you've done your job well. Uh, and it actually grows in value with time as, as that logo becomes associated with the business. So mm-hmm. make sure you're billing an appropriate amount for that. It should be fairly high. And, uh, and there's a lot of value in that, in a, in a good branding package and a logo package. So hopefully that helps. Nicole, uh, we wish you the best of luck. I've been Preston <coughs> with Milo.co and, of course, Clay from GetDrippify.com. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, the Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at FreelanceToFounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit FreelanceToFounder.com or search freelance to founder wherever you get your podcasts and that's it for now until next time see ya we will see you guys on the next episode of freelance to founder